0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined by Amanda Loudon. Hello, Amanda. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing? And your ankle? How is it?
1: Um, it's. I am actually blown away by how quickly it has healed.
0: Wow. Because um, because back up a bit, tell folks you sent me the gnarliest picture. I mean, it was really really swollen, black yeah. and blue, and what you yeah. twisted it like half a mile away from home or something.
1: Yeah, I was I was finishing off a long run um, on a Thursday morning at 9 a.m., and um, yeah, I was like a mile out, and I was getting ready to cross the street, and so I was looking out at traffic and not down, mm-hmm. and um, and there's, you know, the little strip of grass in between the sidewalk and the road, oh, um, as strip. I ran across that, I just stepped into a hole, and oh. down I went, and it was, oh, it was so awful and painful.
0: <laughs> oh, and did you hear that nasty sound of that? Yep, oh. yep.
1: Yeah, Uh, and I really thought that's it. I'm done for at least six weeks, you know. And um, and the funny thing was, I don't carry a phone with me, and so um, it was kind of an ordeal to figure out how I was going to get home uh and even where I could contact at that hour. um, My husband was out of town. Oh boy. Uh, So yeah, by the time I finally got a phone into my hand, I I had to call my PT because I I don't know anyone's numbers. (laughs) So my PT's office, thankfully, is like a mile from where I was, also, Uh and. So I could look up their business number, call him and say, hey, you want to come pick me up from the side of the road? Wait,
0: it's just some random stranger let you use their phone?
1: Yeah, yeah. So first, an older gentleman tried to get me into his car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no, no, no. I've seen that move before. No, I don't want any candy or a puppy or anything. No, thank you, sir.
1: Right. And, and, and then I asked him if he had a phone and of course he didn't. He's like, Oh, I can't find it. I'm oh. like, uh-huh. I'll wait. <laughs> but then, then a, then a woman came walking down the street, I don't know, 10 minutes later and she had a phone in her hand. And so she let me use her phone. Um, yeah. So it was great because my PT picked me up, took me back to his office, worked on my ankle and wow. then took me home.
0: Wow. So, what service.
1: I agree. I agree. So, um, Yeah, I think that just got it headed in the right direction. I mean, I, but I literally, I mean, that whole week for like three days straight, I did nothing but sit and elevate my foot. I I mean, nothing but that, um, which I think really speeded recovery. And then I've just been seeing my PT and, um, you know, doing some rehab stuff. And, um, I honestly think, so tomorrow's the two week mark. I think I'll be running this weekend. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh my yeah, goodness! And I have to say that Alex has been shaking his head because he completely sprained his ankle on the basketball court. So oh. I, th- I think he has not had as miraculous a recovery. He says no, it's been horrible. So says, no, it's been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fancy PT, Amanda. You and your fancy my pants insurance. To up on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You and, your, you and your insurance <laughs> coverage. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Wow. Okay. Well, keep us updated because that's, I mean, you know, because when I fractured my ankle, there was a part of me that thought, well, at least I didn't sprain it because a sprain supposedly can sometimes be worse than a break. I know.
1: I know. I just think I, di- I just like ha- being under his tutelage has been <laughs> the right thing for me. And can I tell you, I did not take ibuprofen either uh-huh. um, because he's like, let the natural inflammatory yeah. happen. And I did. And I, I mean, I think that made a difference, too.
0: So great. great. Well, so happy for you. Because boy, that picture, like mm-hmm. I said, was super gnarly. And I was like, Oh, yeah. she's gonna be down for a while.
1: Oh, I thought so, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, miracles really do happen. A holiday miracle, mm-hmm. Amanda. Miracle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is uh, do you have much work these days? Or is it kind of slowed down for the holidays?
1: Um, yeah, I'm finishing up a few things. I have, I don't know, I think like three more things to mm-hmm. get in before the holidays. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I am trying to get, get all that done so that I can leave for the holidays and, and feel good. i mm-hmm. um, working on a really cool one about this woman. Her name is um, Nancy Hogshead Maker. She was um, an, an Olympic swimmer um, back in the day. She's in her mid-50s now. I, but I, recall, kind
0: of- I recall her... Uh- one maiden name, you know, certainly Nancy Hogshead. I know that name.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So she, um, she's kind of become like the Gloria Allred of, oh. um, of female for female athletes. Oh, um, and so I'm doing a whole profile on her for Outside Magazine, and I'm really excited about it because she's oh, just, wow. yeah, she is neat, and she's got a great story, and she's done a lot of good, and um, kind of piggybacking on the whole Me Too movement. You yeah, know, it's
0: exactly. It's
1: yeah. Wow. So I'm wow. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Wow! Yeah, and I'd say hats off to you for still making a go of it in the freelance world. I mean, gosh, uh, Dim, Dim and I did not intend to get out of it when we started another mother runner. But sometimes we will look at each other and be like, well, sometimes we'll be <laughs> like, oh, thank heavens we're not freelance writers anymore. Because <laughs> oh, it,
1: so, I mean, it's it's very discouraging for a lot of us. I mean, because you know, it is like what magazine's going to fold this week, or uh-huh. you know what editor that you've made a relationship with is going to leave this week. You know, it, it's just, it's constant. And, oh, um, yeah. And rates go down of course too, sure. along with it all.
0: Oh, I know. So, Despite, yeah. you know, inflation going up, um, <laughs> rates yeah. go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I got, I got a call yesterday, I guess it was from runner's world subscription services and, mm. uh, you know, just trying and, and I'll admit that I had a comp, subscription because dim and i i think might still be on the masthead as uh contributors for it right and so you know i haven't paid for it for eons and suddenly you know and i'm like i'm not gonna resubscribe because i'm pretty sure you guys are gonna fold in about a week or two (laughs) because that's the word on the street the word on the street is that they're going to all digital so for runners yeah i
1: I, yeah i heard that um yeah i mean Hearst bought them obviously and Mm -hmm. and that they're they're all secure in their jobs till January 1st. And then who knows? Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> hey guys, for another two and a half weeks, it's all good. <laughs> right. Right. Now.
1: So depressing. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so what's going on in uh, in your world right now? Oh, um, had uh, John had a number of uh, dance performances. I uh, missed one because I was in Denver for AMR work, but um, got to see him do ballet, a ballet performance. Um, with his after-school ballet program, and um, oh, it was just darling. You know, it was all divided by ages and abilities, and um, it was an original ballet, uh, created by oh. the woman who leads the, and it was um, an Oregon tale, and so um, like the littlest kids were straw. Oh, and the littlest kids were bumblebees. Then the next age up was were strawberries, and the costumes just were like teeth-grittingly adorable, and and so it had a very loose storyline, but um, so then John's group, uh, they were spiders, and it turns out that now he's the only boy in that group, so... He, everybody else was just kind of black spider costume, and he had um, this uh, cape that was lined in red, and then these really funky, almost kind of John Lennon esque sunglasses. And um, so, uh, and he, it was so funny right before it. Um, well, so John is incredibly <laughs> gifted at doing splits. And uh, he's okay. a very limber, young fellow. And so right before his group went on, my husband, Jack, turned to me and he goes, so do you think we'll have John do any splits? And I was like thinking, oh, it's ballet. I don't know how splits really fit into it. Oh, yeah. They had him do one, the one direction and one, the other direction. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I want and he's getting moved up a level um, uh, starting in the new year. And um, so I thought, oh, I wonder, you know, what other boys there'll be. So they list out all the um, kids who are, da- or all the students, I should say, who are dancing in it. And so there was one other male name or glaringly male name in the group ahead of his or, you know, so one dance level above his. It was that person was truly a member of AARP. Like it was, it was, and I'm not like, 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 it's just kept on being like, well, how old do you think he was? And so it was this gentleman, and I'm assuming his life partner. I don't know. There were two senior citizens, um, who, you know, I'd put them at early sixties maybe. Um, and so they were in the tree group and, um, I mean, just, you just had to love them, you know, like it was just like more power to you, you know, like if you feel like you didn't didn't get to do it, you know, it's never too late to start, you know, same thing with running, never too late to start. So, um, so anyway, so John will be the only, um, a uh, young male um, student, I guess, as things go forward, um, okay. in, in his level and above. So, wow, um. <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> Anyway, and, and
1: did, did the other, did the older gentleman dance like older gentlemen, or did they dance like limber uh, young men? <laughs>
0: uh, he and the, the um, gray-haired woman, um, they, um, I mean, he's the the gentleman seemed a little reserved. So his shoulders were kind of hunched up around his ears. Um, But other than that, I wouldn't, I would place their ability pretty much on par with the gals, the, the, you know, kind of eighth and ninth grade girls that they were dancing alongside of. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, so, uh, and they all wore, the trees all wore these kind of um, diaphanous seafoam green kind of shift dresses with um some of them had leggings underneath so the gentleman was wearing that with black leggings so um and his glasses so (laughs) (laughs) you know because he's old his vision's not so great (laughs) Um, uh, so in the whole time and i don't have great vision who am i who am i making fun of and i'm thinking that person looks like they have gray hair but like out here you never know like maybe it's kind of faded purple or kind of an icy blue like you know you don't right. don't you don't judge a person by their hair color out here so finally i was like no no, no. those two people are definitely senior citizens oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah yeah so um Yes. So anyway, so we have a very, very big show today. We have, um, we're talking, as you know, Amanda, we're talking with five mother runners who are taking on big goals in 2018 or who tackled something massive this year. And the theme of the show was prompted by one of the guests, the one who um, took on a really big goal this year. Um, She is a mom of toddler twins who told us she had completed an Ironman this year. And as I started looking for other bammers to be on the show, um, because I loved her, her name's Kate. I loved Kate's story so much. I'm like, okay, we got to build a show around this. And, um, started to realize that big goals is a relative term, you know, um, for instance, Amanda, you and I've run a lot of marathons. So while it's a, you know, definitely we respect that as an undertaking, you know, um, for us to say oh i'm going to do a marathon in 2018 you know kind of the people in our circles be like yeah yeah whatever same thing you've been doing so to kind right. of to kind of step back from that and realize that big goals are a relative term and um so i'm really excited to be talking with these um five ladies so stay tuned to hear our conversation after this short break our first guest is kelly anderson who will be running a special marathon on february 1st i'll let her give the details but i'll say this i get cold just thinking about it welcome to the pod kelly
2: uh, thanks for having me. So before we dive into your big goal, tell us a bit about yourself, like where you live, how many kids you have? Um, I have two boys, uh, aged five and three, um, and currently live in the Yukon, but grew up on the east coast of Canada. Uh, my husband is a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, so oh. we kind of get moved all over the place. We were in northern BC for eight years and have been in the Yukon for two and a half.
1: Wow. 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 So tell us about yourself as a runner, as in how long you've been running and how you got started and that
2: kind of thing. Uh, I was not sporty growing up, um, but I had a great attitude when it came to sports. I remember winning a lot of sportsmanship awards, (laughs) and I think that that was um, coaches saying, you know, she has no skills, but her attitude is top notch.
0: (laughs) That counts for a lot.
2: Yes, Um, but didn't start running until I actually moved um, to BC. We moved to a small community, and my husband and I didn't know anyone. Um, My neighbor invited me to join her book club, Uh and in my book group there were a lot of um, women who were very into athletics, and there was a Canada Day run coming up, and they asked me to tag along, and it was only a 5K, and I was 24, and I was just Embarrassingly slow. I couldn't run the length of myself. And I was, it was a real wake up call that I'm, you know, really young and so out of shape and kind of was out of shape because of our, our move and all of the kind of the stress that, that came with that. Um, so I said, you know, this has to change. I, the community that I was living in hosted a sprint triathlon. I signed up for it. I had a year to train, took wow. swimming lessons had a crappy crappy bike um and started running and finished second last uh and came out the other side loving running and never wanting to touch a bike again
0: (laughs) 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 yeah Well, that was, you know, you, you learned a lot. So that's, that's always important. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Running was the only thing that stuck. And I started signing up for more races, Um, ran less during my pregnancy and uh, with new babies. But after um, baby number two, it was really an escape and a way to get out of the house. We live in really small communities. There are no coffee shops or grocery stores that you can pop out to when you just need, you know, a little break. Um, Mm -hmm. So my husband would come home from work and if he saw me in my running clothes, he was like, oh, it's been a stressful day. You go out and, and do, a, do a few miles.
0: Would you ever then just go out and just like, I don't know, go stand behind a tree so that you didn't have to be in the house? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> um, I have definitely just gone out in the yard and puttered around um, just to get a break. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. And we wholeheartedly support yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. So, okay. So, so now fill us in on the details of your February one marathon. That, that date is yeah. crucial to remember as, as Kelly talks folks and, um, explain why you chose this particular race as I admire the heck out of you for picking it. <laughs>
2: <sighs> um, well, the race is called the Montan, uh, Yukon Arctic ultra, Um, I'm doing the marathon distance, but there is also a hundred miler, 300 miler and 430 miler, (laughs) um, which just sounds incredible. So, um, in the Yukon in February, the could be a high of minus 15 and a low of minus 27 on average.
0: And those are, Um, and those are Celsius, right? Celsius, Yes. Yes. And so I don't um, even, I don't even want to Can you, are you, you know, cause since I am from the U.S., I of course cannot convert it to Fahrenheit. Are you able to give us a kind of rough ballpark as to what that converts to in Fahrenheit?
2: Um, I think minus 20 is around minus four Fahrenheit.
0: Okay. So, so we're talking yeah. maybe around zero ish or no.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. P- potentially. Uh, or, um, the, or
0: we could sum it up as super duper cold
2: really, really cold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it follows the um, Yukon Quest trail. And the Yukon Quest is a sled dog race between Whitehorse and Fairbanks. Mm -hmm. Um, And the race itself goes from Whitehorse um, up to Dawson City and uh, comes past my little town. um, We're a a checkpoint for the sled dog race. Um, And last year I was sitting in my living room and I'm right on my street. I can see a man running down the street, pulling his, um, it's called a poke sled with all of his supplies on it for his, I don't know if he was doing the 300 or the 430 mile race, but I was just thinking to myself, wow, what an amazing experience this would be. Um, I could never do something that distance, but when I looked at that, I was like, Oh, there's a marathon distance. Hmm. That's pretty attainable. Um, I hadn't run a marathon at this point yet. So I, Kind of put it on the back burner, and thought I need to do a marathon under normal circumstances first. I think yeah before I attempt something with such extreme um, conditions. So found one that was happening in November. Signed up for the Go the Distance um, plan and finished that. And just thought I would try to maintain um, my fitness level for the next couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, so coming up in February, um, it's going to be a, a marathon. It starts on a trail in downtown Whitehorse, and then you actually move on to the frozen Yukon River for um, 12 and a half miles. Oh and gosh. then you turn on to another river, the Takini River, um, and follow that um, until you get to the uh, first checkpoint for the ultra uh-huh. is the end point for the marathon. So there are no... Um, aid stations. There's no water stops. You're self-sufficient. You need to carry your own fuel and your own water. Um, And that is my biggest hurdle right now is finding out how to carry my water without it freezing Mm
0: -hmm.
2: before Mm -hmm. I, like while I need it. Mm -hmm. Um, and just layering and what to wear so that I'm not sweating too much mm-hmm. and if I stop to take a walk break I am just going to freeze
0: yeah okay so before we try to help you solve your dilemma of the um, water and, and not freezing if you stop for a walk break so when you say on rivers you mean that you're on ice right yes like not on a path next to this river you are on the, the river so it's going to be totally flat right um
2: it's Probably going to be a little bumpy, depending on how yeah. the river freezes. Mm-hmm. But there is um, rangers that will they will be going ahead to kind of break a trail. Mm. So as long as there is no fresh snow after they break their trail, it should be pretty clear and pretty like even
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, for the most
0: part. And you'll be wearing I mean, like yak tracks or spikes, or what are you gonna be wearing?
2: Um, I actually purchase a new pair of shoes, um, this weekend that have the little, I don't know what they're called. Little screws in the bottom of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So pro- proper winter running shoes. Um, but my plan before that was to go with my regular trail shoes with yak tracks. Cause that's what I usually wear in the
3: uh-huh.
0: winter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. So, so Amanda, what, as a coach, what's, what's your advice on the the water and the, keeping moving forward motion.
1: So, I mean, I, Can you train? I don't know how, how soon is everything frozen or is it frozen already that you can get out and train
2: on Uh, the river? The rivers are not as frozen yet. Um, I wouldn't feel very safe on them, Um, but I am out running on trails and I have been, you know, filling up my, um, my camelback with, Um, Hot as hot water as it will handle Mm. Um, and then keeping it under the pretty much my I have a base layer of like wool and then my hydration pack and then all my layers over top of that so that my body heat is kind of keeping it from freezing.
0: Yeah. And so does also I would think when if you put Noon tablets in because that has sodium and other electrolytes mm-hmm. in it, wouldn't that keep it from freezing or at least maybe just make it turn slushy instead of freezing?
2: It does help a little bit. I have been putting that in mm-hmm. and then blowing the air. When I take a drink, blowing air back into the tube so that there's no water sitting in because that part is oh, more likely to yep. freeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did
0: you yeah. learn, did you learn that through trial and error? Or did somebody more experienced give you that tip?
2: I joined the Facebook page for this race uh-huh. and have been asking a lot of questions. Oh, god. <laughs> But I was feeling very self-conscious because most of the people in the group are doing the ultras.
0: Oh, yeah. And there are,
2: there are only 19 people signed up to do the marathon. Oh, my gosh. And 17 of them are doing it on foot because there's also an option. You can cross-country ski or bike on a fat-tire bike
0: for oh, the race. Wow.
2: Um, so there's 17 on foot. And so I feel very – and it's only my second marathon – So I feel very inexperienced and I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry to be asking these questions that you probably have just know the answer to, but everyone has been really great and very knowledgeable.
0: Oh, well, Um, sure. Well, well, one, I bet a lot of them are Canadian, so I'm sure they're very accommodating and happy to help. And, um, and that also I would think they, you know, they probably like feeling kind of like senior elders on this, this, and, you know, passing their wisdom along because I would think it's a pretty tight knit group. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. So
2: are, are there any like opportunities to run with anyone else and train with them? Uh that are actually taking part in this race. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't and- had that chance to yet. I usually just go out by myself. Okay. Yeah. Um there are I want to say there are no other runners in my community. There are only three hundred and fifty people that live here. Um total. So there's not a lot of there's quite a few people that ski, but not a lot of runners. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. All right. All right. So final question, as if your frigid marathon isn't enough, you told us that, um, quote, completing this race early in 2018 will free me up for another goal later in the year, possibly my first 50 K race. So it sounds like onward and upward for you for next year.
2: Yes. Well, I'm always looking for, you know, another race to sign up for. Cause that's the only thing that keeps me, getting out every day and mm-hmm. and running um so I was looking I'm going to be back east visiting family um potentially in August or September so I was looking at races then and uh I was thinking oh Prince Edward Island sounds lovely mm-hmm. like I could take, take the boys there rent a little like vacation house read Anne of Green Gables
4: mm-hmm. yeah. right
2: um and I was always looking for races and there are no marathons happening but there is a uh 50k and I was like oh that's potentially that's you know nine months quite doable so
0: sure nice nice oh my goodness well we will be thinking of you on February 1st as you take Mm -hmm. on um that very very unique marathon so um congratulations and I know um I really admire your moxie on doing this so kudos to you yeah Yeah. thank you keep us posted I will yeah all right thanks so much thanks Next up is Shauna Wirth, a 46-year-old mom of two who lives in rural Nebraska. is going to be running her first marathon next year. Thanks for joining us, Shawna. Yep. Thanks
1: for having me. So, Shauna, tell us a little bit about your kids and um, about your running.
4: Okay. Well, I have two kids. I feel kind of like I'm, I don't have young kids at home anymore. I'm an empty nester. So my oldest daughter, I moved to Austin, Texas in July. She graduated oh, nice. from a class of nine. So for wow. her to – I know. Wow. It's just sh- – She's so brave. Um, so she teaches middle school in Austin, Texas. And then I have a son. He is 20. He graduates Friday from a diesel mechanic college and will be uh, on his way to a uh, pure independent adulthood himself. So I truly am an empty nester here.
3: <laughs>
4: wow. Yeah.
1: And, and so um, you're kind of a relative newbie to running I've um, been since December of last year. So tell us a little bit about your progression from the first step of running to signing up for a marathon.
4: So being an empty nester, kind of, I sat on the couch for a long time, not doing nothing. And then um, last Christmas, my sisters and I got together. And for some crazy reason, we all decided we were going to weigh ourselves. And it was horrifying. <laughs> so I don't have a scale <laughs> at home. I gave it to my daughter when she moved. So um, after that, I was like, I need to do something. And um, I live at a lake and around the lake from my house, if you go completely around is 10 and a half miles long. And they uh-huh. have put a lot of time and money into pouring a trail around the entire lake. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, I'm at home and I'm thinking I'm kind of a T- tight wads to spending money to go to a gym isn't really my thing and having to be social all the time. <laughs> so should I I should maybe, maybe I should just run because I can do that by myself. And there's no reason I can walk out my front door. I started so we I, I found this marathon relay in Wichita, Kansas, where my older sister lives. And I just emailed everybody and said, Hey, let's do this. So my goal then was four miles. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was huge like wow I can run four miles (laughs) and I did that so Mm -hmm. that was in March and that to me was a huge accomplishment and we continued to keep looking for races um so our next marathon relay one was then in Denver at the Colfax in May of 2017 so and that was huge oh my gosh there were so many people there I don't know if we would ever participate in a relay there again because the traffic was awful but so I progressed from four miles to six miles um And I had a great, uh, six mile split. I was running about 10 minute miles up in the, you know, high altitudes. I was,
0: yeah, at elevate. Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
4: so I signed up for a half marathon in June here at kind of a local Nebraska city. My little sister and my mom Mm -hmm. both signed up also to do that so we could do it together. And, um, I never thought running 13.1 miles would ever be on my radar I don't know why I decided Mm -hmm. to do it other than the fact that if I don't set a goal, I won't keep moving. So, um, Mm -hmm. I did it Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't say it was my best experience. It had been relatively cool in Nebraska for all of April and May. So training had been really easy outside and running miles and stuff because the weather was so beautiful. But June 3rd, it decided it was going to be terribly hot. Um, and oh, I just, about mile eight, I was just about dead, but I soldiered through and finished. I would say I ha- I thought, I don't think it was an enjoyable experience, but I did it, you know, and I was like, <laughs> hey, I just ran 13.1 miles. That's, that's good. I'm 46 years old. I don't know. And my mom had won her age, age division in that race also. So, you know, I'm All like, nice. she's 71. If she can do this, this is, I should <laughs> this is good. So, right. right yeah. Exactly. But you don't have any excuse. So, yeah, um, yeah. Then we did our second half marathon in Tulsa at the route 66. And um, right before Thanksgiving, my older sister who has had three hip surgeries, uh, my little sister, my mom, wow. my niece, and then my daughter flew in from Austin to Tulsa and we all ran the half. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, it was a beautiful awesome. day. It was a beautiful course. And I, I, finished that race actually feeling great. I was, this is, I felt good. I had an enjoyable experience and, um, I actually was working on a true training plan for that race. So I felt strong and Uh I've been learning more and more about running as the whole year has gone on. So, you know, I first started on a treadmill that squeaks so loud that you, my dog leaves the room because he can't stand it. And I had $8 (laughs) yoga pants from Walmart that I have since worn a hole between my thighs and a raggedy sports bra and t-shirt. I mean, that's literally where I started like shoes from JC Penney's, you know, just in the last Uh year of the importance of having a good pair of shoes and uh, wearing shorts and and feeling comfortable and not being, I I mean, I just have thick legs. I do. And I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. I do. So just wearing shorts and feeling comfortable in public was another thing, but um, I, you know, I just I, I learned a lot about myself. That thirteen point one miles, it mm-hmm. is a, my, like my husband's first thing is you're gonna die. That's all he says. You're gonna die. you Die when I tell him about the
0: he guys, yeah for the first four <laughs> Mr. miles. Mr. Encouragement that, that uh-huh. marathon really. He's
4: like you're gonna die. Like that's only four miles. I, then it was the six miles in Denver. He's like you're gonna die. So yeah, he just thinks. Oh my but god! he, I mean supportive of the fact that he, it takes a lot of time to run. Also, I didn't realize how much time it takes to run. Sure. So, so anyway, after we <laughs> finished that Tulsa, um, my little sister who has ran rock and roll marathon in San Diego twice when she was younger, qualified for Boston. Uh-huh. Um, her and I were talking and, and I, nice. she, and my daughter also when she ran that um, half with me, she's like, I think you probably could have ran that pace for a full I'm like, I don't know. I said, that's a whole nother 13 point wow. one. She said, you can do it, mom. I know you can. So <laughs> my little sister and I decided we would oh. take the leap and we looked for a marathon kind of in May, just because training wise, that's a good time for us. And that Colfax marathon mm-hmm. is towards the end of May. I don't like the fact that it's um, in the higher altitude, but it's just perfect timing. So, and I'm really, I didn't sleep for a week after I made that mm-hmm. decision. Cause I was like, I don't. I'm so scared. I, it's a long ways.
0: I know you 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 wrote that to us. You said um, it's a huge goal for a 47 year old mother runner who has just jumped onto the running scene. So talk about a little bit more about what swirls in your mind when you think about the upcoming training as well as the race.
4: Yeah, the training. When I look at the training plan, I get a little anxious about how many miles a week it is. And right Mm -hmm. now I'm starting Mm -hmm. to just, I'm going to have to start fitting it into my work and just knowing what days of the week I'm going to have to make sure I'm off early or that I may have to get the run in before the day instead of waiting until after work. Mm -hmm. And knowing I'm not going to have a life or my house isn't going to get clean from about the end of January to May, which is okay. Um, (laughs) I I just, so the miles for one thing, but I know, I think I can do that. That's, I, I think I can stick to the, plan for the most part. I know there'll be glitches and there's a we're going to Arizona in the middle of that, but that'll be fine. Um I mostly mm-hmm. this is my biggest fear, I mostly fear like I'll get to mile twenty in that marathon and I'll I'm gonna be dead. Like and I'll still have six point two mm-hmm. more miles to go. <laughs> so
0: Well you won't you won't literally be dead. You know, you're just gonna <laughs> it's it's gonna be challenging. You're gonna dig deep. And, you know, I mean, you're going to think about your 71-year-old mother and what strength she brings to it. And you must have that. I mean, your your sister sounds like a speedy runner. I mean, I think you're just going to remember all those things and, you know, just yeah. gut it out.
4: I know. I, I... Yeah. That's all. Little...
0: Yeah. And also because we're, we're not asking you to run 26.2 miles today. And when you look at a training plan, we all know it can be super daunting. I mean, Amanda writes them. Um, you know, I've followed my fair share of them. And that, that, you know, you're not, you're, we're not saying you even have to run your 20-mile training run today, that all of it, all that work leads you to that place. So then, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, huh, I just ran 15 miles. Like, I didn't, I didn't know I could run 15 miles, you know? And it just, the whole, all those miles lead you to be able to accomplish the next run and the next run and the one after that. Um, yeah. So... Yeah.
1: Um, it sounds to me like you've got a lot of support from the women in your lives—sisters, your mother, you know, your daughter, your niece—and and, and um, talk a little bit about that and how that helps you with this with the training.
4: Okay, well, um, whenever we and, and we do this, my when we have a day where we don't feel like running, when we get home, we're just like, oh, you know, I have a ten mile, whatever, you know, two minute warm up, four minute temp or a four mile tempo, two mile cool down, whatever, you know, you are like. Oh, I just don't want to do this. But you, if you, you know, if you text your group, your sisters, your mom, your your daughter, your niece, you know, then the reply back is just get out and just get started. Just get started. And if you do, you know, you know, you'll do it. Um, you can't sit, you know, it's not this time to sit around. And we've all struggled through injuries and supported each other through injuries. I mean, my sister who has, who's had the hip surgeries and the arthritis really bad, almost wasn't able to run that um Tulsa marathon and she went to the doctor and said, I've got her run. You've got to fix this. So he <laughs> shot her out and got her going. But we all said, you know, we, we want you to do it, but if you can't, we all understand. But she's gonna go run in um Denver also. So we're all kind of just doing this together, but we're all very isolated, like I said. I'm the only one. Um, I we have this beautiful trail, and I run it almost every day. And there's never anybody else on it. I don't get it. But.
0: I know, I know. I was going to say the the you know the local the cost of the local community that's so amazing that they would be like oh yeah let's let's invest in a 10 and a half mile trail around this lake yeah. and then no one uses it i know it. i can't believe i may, i'm thinking maybe they should have done a survey beforehand and like maybe the maybe the community needed a you know a, a senior center instead or something i, I think
4: know. well it's a it's a lake that isn't really in a we're we're not in a town. So we're not corporate, you know, it's um, uh-huh. just a bunch of houses around the lake. So the money has all been raised in, in you know, individually by a small group of people who decided oh. to do this for the oh. safety to keep people off the road, which is a good yeah. idea. Sure. With two yeah. team, team drivers on that road, I wouldn't want to run on it either. <laughs> um,
0: uh, <laughs> but so, but I yeah. mean, and you've, I mean, it certainly launched you on, on the path that you're on. So no pun intended. And, and so, I mean, I think it was money well spent, but it is funny that there's so few people on it. Yeah, I guess for me. Yeah. 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 So, (laughs) so, so, so so one final question because I, um, we got, we got other ladies we're going to be talking to, but, um, you talk, you mentioned about the, how the miles can be daunting for you, yet you do have a second goal in 2018, and and it revolves around your birthday and the number of miles you want to run that.
4: Yeah. Funny thing is, though, that training week, 47 is, is the maximum amount of miles I, can, I think it's 40, no way forty four to forty, 40 seven wow. in that week. So I thought, well, that really isn't a goal because I'm supposed to be doing that that week anyway. And I didn't know that at the time, but because I didn't know I was going to run a marathon when I made that goal, I just told my sister. I said, "I'm going to for run forty seven miles the week of my birthday." Because when we were doing that half marathon training, I my miles got up there, but I don't know if they ever got to forty seven. Oh yeah, I would no, would say no, maybe no. forty at the most.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so you're going to run the same number of miles as you will be turning. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. W- well, Shauna, we have faith that you are not going to die at mile 20 and um please let us know on the Facebook page how that Fairfax Marathon goes for you. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Sound optimistic. <laughs> Th- sound sound up being optimistic woman. Okay. Come it on.
4: Will, I will. I It will it will be great.
0: <laughs> All righty. Thanks for talking with us. Yep. Joining us next is Megan Hutchinson, a military mom trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon for the first time since having her three kids. Megan ran Boston twice before becoming a mom, but not since. As she wrote, she's hoping 2018 marks the year of her return to a quicker running pace. Welcome, Megan. Hi.
1: So, Megan, tell us a little bit about your kids. You have three of them, I guess, and and where
5: your family is living due to where your husband's stationed with the Navy. We have three kids. Uh, Lydia is six, Logan is five, and Lillian just turned nine months old. Wow. Um, And we are um, currently up in Washington State. We live in Gig Harbor, which is oh, about sure. 25 minutes south of where he's um, currently being stationed at Bremerton mm-hmm. Naval Shipyard. Um, so we're down here. just We chose it because the school district is just phenomenal. And we finally had kids school age uh-huh. <laughs> so we decided to um pick our location this time as for the kids
0: nice so. nice i, I uh, have relatives up in port townsend so i oh am, yeah that's the ferry
5: them. we take to my husband's um it's also our home port because our my family's from oregon oh. and he his parents live up in oak harbor oh nice
0: so nice
5: to port townsend quite a bit oh. to take the ferry across
0: i love <laughs> i love port townsend i just think it's such a charming town
5: Are we walking down those, those, the shops and stuff? Oh, yeah. They're so amazing. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just the, I I love history. So just the, you know, you can kind of do tours of um, some of the, there's a jail there that's pretty interesting and they open it up for New Year's parties and stuff. So it's, we've had some good times there.
5: So Megan, tell us a little bit about your running. Uh, Well, I've been running since I was 15. Um, I had done every sport imaginable. We had lived in a really small town. So of course you can join every single sports team. (laughs) So I did everything. And then all of a sudden, um, my freshman year in high school, I decided everybody else was doing softball and I was like, no, let's go out for track. And everybody had called me speedy during soccer and basketball and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll go out as a sprinter. So I went out as a sprinter and then (laughs) took one meet for my coach to say, yeah, no, you're really not that fast. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so he decided, um, he's like, okay, well, maybe we'll try a little, a little longer. I was like, okay, I don't know if I really want to try this. <laughs> it, was, it was daunting down there. We do 1500 and the 3000. Mm. And I was like, I don't think, you know, the mile in high school, you do that for a timed PE. I was like, no, no, yeah. don't right. do this. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I ended up actually going to state in a 3000 wow. year, um, uh, right. And my coach was just somebody who just made everybody love the sport. It wasn't punishment to run. It was just complete enjoyment. He'd take us out to the trails that were out there. Um, He made it a lot more enjoyable than um, a lot of people think it is. Uh (laughs) Um, And so then I just, I fell in love with it. I did cross country um, that following fall and, uh, Ran track and cross country uh, all the way through high school, then got a scholarship for a really small school, um, Oregon Institute of Technology down uh-huh. in Klamath Falls.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Um, and I ran down there during my college and I ended up um, actually they have the the marathon for outdoor nationals.
1: Hmm.
5: Um, so I had actually ran the Portland Marathon in 2003. Uh-huh. And qualified for Boston then, and didn't know it <laughs> because I had never ran a marathon, and I didn't take a drink of water the whole entire time.
0: Oh my
4: goodness!
5: And so I learned quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I just running has been a part of me for the longest time.
0: Wow, wow. And so, so in your email, you said that uh, quote, "Running is the only thing saving you." So unpack that for us a bit.
5: Uh, well yeah this move has been like I said we moved to a place that's kind of disconnected from the military um, base so I've always lived on base and had we had so many friends and stuff and here it's been a little a little harder because we haven't quite had that support you get in the military as you move around so much and the last move we came from was Monterey mm. he was going to the Naval postgraduate school down there and I one of my friends um, well, not – I say friend. She was a, um, one of my husband's uh, co-workers' wife. We met up for dinner, mm-hmm. and um, she became my friend. But she introduced me to the Stroller Warriors, mm-hmm. which is a running club for military spouses. Mm. Um, and so down there, it was just absolutely amazing. I had this great network and you know, people other people that ran on their strollers. Um, and so they – became everything to me for the two years and they got me to do two relay races. Um, we did Ragnar Napa Valley at uh-huh. um, the North face challenge in San Francisco. Oh, wow. Um, I became an RRCA certified running coach uh-huh. <laughs> because of them. They, we all, there's like awesome. five of us awesome. decided to go get certified the coach. Uh-huh. Um, and so I did a 50 K with them and I ran the big through marathon with them. So there was just all these things that they brought into my life, not just friendship, but just challenges. I did a Spartan race, uh-huh. which
0: was
5: totally outside my comfort zone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then to move here and I'm so far away from the military base that it's been kind of hard, especially with, we moved here when I was 27 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. So being pregnant and then having the baby and recovery and stuff like that. It's been really hard to travel up the, it takes about 30 minutes to get up there. Mm.
0: Mm. Uh,
5: so it's been kind of very, very lonely, especially coming from two years of having such an incredible um, community um, of friends Um So I've running has seriously kept me sane. Mm -hmm. Um, I focused a lot on my kids this year and then, but then I kind of realized I was like, well, I need to set some actual goals for myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and do something um, that's kind of for just for me because it's always right now it's been for the kids, which is great, but I just needed something for myself. Um, So I decided to uh, sign up for a 5K challenge, series challenge, and I'm going to do Um, connect with my stroller warrior friends on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do the national half uh, women's half marathon in DC. Oh, yeah, that's the isn't this the first one of them? Yeah, it's in April. Yeah, we're
0: we're actually thinking about going to that. Um, Do you hear a good thing? I mean, does there seem to be a buzz about it? Yes, a lot. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. All right. That was a little side note, but I'm intrigued that you mentioned it. Okay. Um, (laughs) So go ahead. And then what's what's the marathon that you're hoping to BQ at?
5: Um, Well, my cousin, he lives in North Carolina and he's coming out in June and we both, where he was born where I was born um, down there on the coast in Newport, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided to meet up there and he is 53 years old and has ran Boston four or five times Mm -hmm. and he is like runs a three hour. Wow. (laughs) So wow. I was like, "Are you sure it's not going to hurt you to try to pace me at like 6:30?" <laughs> um, but no, he's going to meet up with me, and he's going to help me train. And he's we're kind of chatting, um, text message, and he's going to be my like my coach along the way for oh, nice. training and stuff. Oh, nice. So, so,
0: so the Newport Marathon—that's a really great Boston qualifier race. It's small, but but flat, and um, I mean, they have a high percentage of finishers who qualify for Boston.
5: Yeah, that was also our reason for choosing that one. Mm-hmm. There was kind of a personal connection plus, like,
0: right, right, good, good place to be born then. Um, yeah, <laughs> well done, mom and dad. <laughs> so and um, so, but you, ha- your youngest is still very young. I mean, um, do you think having a baby is going to be the you know the the biggest um, kind of speed bump on your way to qualifying for Boston, or what do you think? What's the biggest challenge you're facing?
5: Um yeah, she's uh she's nine months old and a good stretch at night is about two and a half
0: hours. Oh goodness gracious. Oh boy. No, so,
5: um yeah, that's the part that's been really hard is that trying to get out and feel normal on a run uh-huh. and not actually want
0: to just sleep. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, yeah, it's been really hard. And then this one too, um, she was a planned C section, but I didn't have it with my first two is with I had ab separation that just mm. um I forget what it's called.
0: Your diastasis, that Reconi or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> so I ran a half back in August, and that's when um, somebody actually told me they're like, "Well, it looks like your abs are not so well." And I was like, "Well, okay, thank you." Just had a baby. <laughs> um, I didn't know what she was talking about, but um, she actually had me lay on the ground and had me like do. Uh, flex my stomach and I had this humongous like bulge in the middle
0: uh-huh.
5: so I was like yeah I guess <laughs> because that's not normal
0: yeah and I take it this yeah, I take not- it this woman was a professional or something like a PT yes, or yes, something I, like yeah. it wasn't yeah. some rando she uh-huh. a
5: little white, and she had then she stopped when we talked afterwards and she's like I just wanted to let you know it looks like your your stomach and stuff just like you weren't holding yourself normal
0: oh wow and
5: I was like Oh,
0: okay. Uh, hey, I like your shirt too. Nice, nice yeah, top. I'm Get that, that little exactly you hear after race.
5: Right? <laughs> I was like, okay,
0: thank you for your
5: attention to my app. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that actually helped quite a bit, and that's been my focus the last two months has been to like completely work on my core. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I finally went out for like a ten k run on Sunday with. Uh, hopefully to be a really good running buddy that i've met here oh good he um paced me at like 745 pace for a 10k all right so i was like i think this is great and it opened up my gate my gate like went i could feel it like breaking open (laughs) awesome (laughs) so my confidence has gotten a lot bigger because now i know that like my core is stronger because um um have been working on it the last two months and then just being able to go out and run a pretty good 10k nice
0: nice so. awesome well I, I hope you got the you know I hope your Facebook friends or something with that woman who helped you who talked to you after the race because it sounds like that changed things for you
5: yeah that was my biggest point like I just I never really realized like just talking to somebody like you know just how other racers and stuff they actually you sit there and you look at people and so she was like yeah i just had ran with you and then i was running behind you and you just didn't really look normal
0: (laughs) well uh we wish you all the best um nabbing that bq time out in newport i'll be thinking of you
5: thank you and i hope to see you in april
0: yes yes very good (laughs) yeah exactly have fun out there in dc yeah all right bye-bye you too bye So our next guest is the mom whose email uh, kicked off this whole episode. Kate Dugan, mother of three-year-old boy-girl twins, right on, um, lives in New York City. And Kate trained for and completed her first Ironman triathlon when her twins were one and a half to two and a half year old. And uh, so, yeah, let that fact sink in for a moment there. Um, so thanks so much for joining us, Kate. Oh,
3: thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I just, I, your your email really made an impression on me. and I'm like, okay, we got to build a podcast around that. So, um, yeah.
1: Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So we know you're the mom of preschool twins.
3: You yep. live in New York City, and you're seriously badass. So tell us a little bit about your athletic background. Oh, thank you. Um, so I am anything but an athlete. I, I um, kind of grew up playing sports here and there, but never really being like, you know, star of the team, or even on the starting team most times. (laughs) Um, And I really always loathed running, you know, it was very much running is kind of like a punishment for not doing well in all of the chase the ball sports (laughs) that I played growing up. So um, yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't until after college, um, when I was working in my first job, I kind of got peer pressured to join some colleagues for a relay marathon in Baltimore. And so I kind of took the bait and. Started training for that, and I was petrified of running my 6.1 mile leg. Um, but to be honest, I as much as I still sometimes hate running, I think that I've gotten so many benefits from it. Um, I've made great friends through running. Um, I met my my partner through running, actually. And I also, um, you know, it's just fun to make progress towards a goal. I think. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of like a middle of the pack runner, and I'm just in it for for fun.
0: Nice, nice. Okay, well, I also suspect you might have a bit of the sandbagger in you, but I... I uh, I'll, I'll... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so I know you ran your first marathon when your twins were just seven months old. So um, how did that training cycle go?
3: Yeah, I ran my... I had actually run a marathon um, prior to that, but it was... I, well not to get too gross but um I had a, a lot of GI issues during uh-huh. that first marathon um uh-huh. and so I called it the Philadelphia porta potty squat of <laughs> <laughs> um I stopped at every single one oh, um which I think was all just nerves related so yeah I had the opportunity to run my first New York City marathon when my twins were um 7 months old and you know really it was just I was so pleased to have that as something to set my sights on because I mean, you know, the first year with twins is just a blur kind of crazy. Yeah. I uh-huh. don't remember much of it, but I do, what I do remember is like really looking forward to getting out on my runs and having some time by myself. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't a, a fast marathon for me. I was trained in training. I was running three to four times a week. Um, that's really all I could muster. Um, and it was, it was like fighting the urge to, should I sleep? Should I train? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I made it through and I was really, you know, as you can imagine, I was super proud just to get to the starting line and yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And then my parents came up to the city and had, had the babies out along the course. My partner and I were both running actually. So um, it was a really fun, fun day. Yeah.
1: So then what led you to step
3: up to an Ironman? Yeah. So, you know, I have this vivid memory of me, I think watching Kona on the couch of my childhood home Uh and just time, I have no idea how old I was, but I remember everything around me. Like I can see myself in the living room and I just remember thinking like, gosh, that's amazing. And there's no way I could ever do something like that. I mean, ever, you know, like this was like back in the day when riding my bike around our like three mile block was like a big deal, you know? So I I just couldn't even fathom it. And so I, I, you know, I never really thought like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that one day. But eventually, you know, you sort of get in this endurance sports world. Um, and I would say, about six years ago, I I started dabbling in triathlon, and it was really great for me at the time because I was experiencing a lot of overuse injuries from running, which uh-huh. um, was really just a result of not strength training properly. But swimming and biking helped to mitigate a lot of those injuries, and so uh-huh. um, triathlon was like a great addition to my repertoire, um, and I loved mm-hmm. it. But at the at the same time, a few months after I had my first tri season, really uh, my career kind of picked up, and I was traveling and all the tri stuff sort of fell by the wayside. Um mm. but my my partner um he did Ironman Lake Placid in 2011 and 2012 and I was sort of there watching and always every year so inspired. Um you know like I'm mm. like the one at the finish line sort of sobbing at midnight and praying, <laughs> you know praying that the la- the last furniture makes it in. Um so really really just like very inspired by it and to the point where after his last his last race I I guess it must have been 2013, I signed up um, because back at, back in those days, you sort of had to, if you volunteered at Lake Placid, that was kind of the only way to ensure that you could register. And so there was
0: the oh. day after
3: the race, there was sort of this line that you had to stand on. Um, if you'd volunteered, you get this bracelet, and then they let you register because the race would sell out. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so I, I signed up, and then literally six weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with twins. <laughs> um, oh. And so, <laughs> So this um, that was supposed to be 2014 that I had raced. And obviously, I, I wasn't going to do an Ironman like three months after having twins. So I kind of settled for yeah, the marathon uh-huh. that year. And then I don't know what got in, got into me. I think Michael, my partner, was just really – I think he knew how much it, it kind of meant to me. And, you know, eventually, I guess the next year, he was like, why don't you sign up? Why don't you sign up? And he kind of – he's he's really funny and jokes a lot. And so he'll kind of just joke about things. But eventually – you know, his joking makes you think like, maybe I could do it. Maybe I could. And uh-huh. so I just bit the bullet and signed up for an Ironman. And I mean, I honestly had no business doing that because I had no swimming base and I had no biking base, but I just threw myself in headfirst. And I did nine months of training. And, um, I think what was really hard actually about the training was that about a month in, so you start training, I started training in December for a race that was in the end of July. Um, and so uh-huh. we started, we yeah. started my kids in daycare Um, A month later. And so, you know, you seasoned moms can tell me what an idiotic idea this was. But anyway, never in my life have I been more (laughs) sick. You know, your immune system is compromised because you're training so much. And then also you have your 18 month old twins in daycare for the first time and everyone is sick. (laughs) So (laughs) that was like the big, the big obstacle. Um, And then we had a little bit of sleep regression that also happened a bit later. Um, but le- lucky for me, you know, the last three months of Ironman training is kind of when you start, you you know, every weekend is a ride, of, you're riding your bike like 80 to 110 miles on Saturday, and then you're running for like three hours on Sunday, and you're swimming for an hour. And so it, it starts to get really big in terms of volume in the last three months. Mm-hmm. And lucky for me, mm-hmm. um, I just have this, my partner is amazing, and he totally stepped it up and, and covered at home, um, and really enabled me to to make it through. So I will forever be grateful to him wow. and also my teammates for who really helped to support me along the way.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so in your email, you wrote, while there were some hard moments, my training was so rewarding and I would love to inspire other moms to take on big endurance goals. Yeah. So what encouragement and advice do you give for women who are, you know, listening to you talk and, and yet feeling nervous about the goal that they're eyeing?
3: Yeah, it's so interesting because I think, I think when it comes to probably both career and to a certain extent, um, you know, we have this tendency after babies come to, they're our number one priority. And I think that that's, that's great. Um, and that works until it doesn't. And so I think it's really more about figuring out, you know, what relationship, you know, how, how am I going to enable me to be my best self when I am around my children? Um, and so like for me, Mm. I think I learned pretty early on in that first year that I actually do need some planned time away from them and and to myself so that when I am with them, Mm -hmm. I can kind of show up and be a little bit more engaged as opposed to kind of like on my cell phone or, (laughs) you know, distracting myself in some way. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's it's super Mm -hmm. individual in terms of of what you want to take on. But I I think that we could probably, Mm -hmm. you know, lean on others a little bit more than we think we can um, in general. Um, be, mm-hmm. be at our partner or mm-hmm. babysitters or extended family. Um, but I find in general, mm-hmm. you know, we're a little bit nervous about taking people up on their offers to help us out. Um, yeah. And so sure. I think I would exactly. just encourage, yeah. you know, if, if the goal or whatever it is, is really important to you. Um, and you know, you think that it, like for me, training for Ironman just kind of, it's made me feel like I could do a lot more than I ever thought I could do. And, Um, that's something that I want to teach my kids. Right. So for me, it was as much as like, I was away from them on Saturdays a little bit more than I would have liked to over a six month period. Um, in hindsight, it was totally worth it. Right. Because now they have a mom who's a lot more empowered than the person I was before this experience. Mm
0: -hmm. Right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so do you think, do you think you have another, are you one and done with Iron Man or you think oh, there's I'm another one? I'm itching to sign up for future? another
3: one. I think, um, I, I will say, <laughs> I, I think that I timed this first one quite well, um, because like you said, my kids were sort of around the two year old mark when, when I did it. And what was great about that is that they were, they sort of weren't aware enough to, to miss me <laughs> on those Saturdays. And now mm-hmm. that they're a little bit mm-hmm. older, I think that. You know, I would miss them and they would miss me a little bit more if I was out of pocket for an entire day, let's say, um, in addition to working during the week. Right. So um, I, I think that it's more about figuring out, you know, when is the timing right and how can I make my training a little bit more efficient so that, you know, maybe I'm not missing out on like weekend mm-hmm. activities as much. Um, so, so yes, I want to do another right. one, but I think it's about figuring out when, when is the timing best given my family and everyone's sort of need.
4: right right. but I think
3: you know that's the great thing about running right it's so multi-sport and and triathlon obviously just because there are three disciplines it requires a lot more planning and you know you have to actually like commute to the pool and for me you know in order to do Mm -hmm. a long bike ride I have to ride outside of New York City and over the GW bridge and then into New Jersey and all of that Mm -hmm. just takes a lot more time so um whereas running you know you kind of like pop out your front door and and for the most part you can can get a good workout in and so I think for now I'm focusing a lot more on running again which um, has been really good for me and I think it's a it's a good way for me to still get a lot of those positive feelings um, and connections that I Mm -hmm. have gained in the past through endurance sports but you know stay a little bit in better balance when it comes to family stuff
0: Mm -hmm. well awesome well Kate thanks so much for um, reaching out to us and for being a guest on the show absolutely thanks for having me our final guest is a mom here in the Portland area, Susan Landolt, who is revving up to run her first ultra marathon, a 50K. Like our first guest, Kelly, the race is in February, so she's in the thick of her training. Thanks for taking time out to talk with us, Susan.
6: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, so first
1: of all, tell us a little bit about um, your kids, your job, and, and all that kind of thing.
6: Okay. Um, I have four kiddos. The youngest is six, the oldest wow. is 15. Um, quite a range there. And they're a lot of fun. Um, Right now, I am not working in my normal career. I'm a nurse, but um, I don't have my mm-hmm. license licenses moving up to Oregon yet. Working on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just working part time, which is great. Um, it enables me to be home with my kids after school and have lots of time to run. Nice. And so speaking of running, tell us a little bit about your running background. Um, it's not much to speak of until my um, youngest was born and then my awesome Bammer sister Jennifer talked me into doing a couch to five K after she did it. Mm. And I was like, You're crazy, I hate running. And um <laughs> but she did it, so being the little sister, I had to do it too. And then she did a ten K and a half and a marathon, and I just kind of copied everything she did <laughs> and got fully um in love with running and the rest is history.
0: But mm-hmm. but you, um, though, took some time off and then uh, really fell back in love with running when you moved here to Portland. Is that right? I,
6: I did. Um, so it's kind of a sad story, but my husband passed away in 2015.
0: Oh, and, I'm very sorry um, for your loss.
6: Thank you. And, yeah, running just kind of wasn't a priority for a good year and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And um, once I came up for air, I decided, you know, this is something I really need to get back to doing for my own happiness and for my kids and mm-hmm. just to continue living life the way I'm, I was before.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it, found, it's, it sounds like you found so much joy out there on the trails here around Portland.
6: Yeah. So I never really um, ran trails in California cause they're just not that nice out there. <laughs> oh. And then when <laughs> we back up here and um, ventured out to forest park and I was a little nervous being a trail uh-huh. noob as my kids would <laughs> call it. But my first My first trail run, I was just like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. this is for me. I just fell in love with it. It just felt alive again. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. And what what is it? And first of all, what part of California? Because I love running in Marin County, just north of San Francisco. Um,
6: Oh, well, we were um, in Southern California out in San Diego. very dry. Not a lot of pretty mm-hmm. trails. Mostly rocks and dirt and rattlesnakes. <laughs> so,
0: so. But here for folks who don't know, I mean, it's um, there's lots of trees and um, the moss and the ferns growing on the trees. It's very verdant year round and um, but definitely very shaded and and feels enclosed yet and and obviously kind of rainy sometimes. Um, but um, yes. I mean, I I guess the thing I love about trail running here is just how green it is. And you know, I mean, I
6: oh, it's just enchanting. Yeah,
0: um, I never tire of seeing moss and ferns growing like you know twenty, forty, fifty feet up in trees. It just is like, wait, how did that get up there?
6: Oh, or we just, I think we take it for granted being up here. Mm-hmm. I know I did when I lived here before. I just really took it for granted. Then coming back, it's wow, I miss this. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to be back up here. And Portland has a fabulous running community. Yeah,
0: yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm.
6: So now and Sarah I follow you on Strava. I know that you um go up on Leaf Ericson Trail sometimes.
0: I I do sometimes. Yeah, living on, you know, so um I live on the east side and so the trails you're talking about are all on the west side and and um it's just, mm-hmm. you know, to add in that 15-20 minute drive is kind of a it's definitely a deal breaker during the week, but occasionally Molly and I will oh, sure. we'll head over there. Yeah. Yeah, so so it sort of just depends on what phase of life I'm in, how often I get over there. Um, For a while, I was kind of committing to doing it every Saturday, and that's been quite a while that I've done that.
6: It it does get tough. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So now, as as you're heading toward your your first ultra, is this also going to be your first trail race, or have you done some shorter distances?
6: I've done two trail Ragnars. Oh, Um, Mm -hmm. okay. So, those are my only trail races that I've done. And I wouldn't really call them runs because we did um, Ragnar Trail Rainier up in Numbclaw in, in August. Mm-hmm. And that was more of a hike because it was really hard. <laughs> okay. Wow. Especially, especially the night runs. I wouldn't call that a trail run. I would say it was more of a hike. Wow. So. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. And, and tell us a little bit about how you're training. What's your, what's your prep for the 50K?
6: Um, I found a 16-week training plan from competitor.com. Um, so it's running about five days a week, but I'm doing a run streak. So my off days, I get at least a mile in.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
6: but the mileage is 40 to 50 miles a week. And they like you to do your long runs as much as possible on trail. And then back-to-back longish runs. So like an hour, um, medium hard run on Sunday and your long run on Saturday. Mm-hmm. To kind mm-hmm. of get used to running on tired legs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. All right. So um, you wrote to us that this is the year for me to be the girl that decided to go for it. Do the hard things. Turn over a new rock. Tackle the big challenges. Set goals that scare the crap out of me and surpass those goals. Train the self-doubt out of myself. Run all the miles. Accomplish things that surprise both me and the rest of the world around me. Get back to being a hashtag badass mother runner. So first of all, love that. Love that attitude. Uh, thank um, you. Yeah. So elaborate a bit on all that, please.
6: Well, I was really um, just taking on running as much as I could before my husband passed away and just loving it. And then um, I just want to get back to that because I just love running. I love doing all the miles and setting goals and and kicking the crap out of those goals, um, And I just didn't have the gumption to do it for a while. And now that I'm back at it and adding miles every week and just getting stronger and stronger, it feels good. It feels good to be back. And, um, I just, you know, I read a quote that said a good goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. And I love that. Um, awesome. And I've, yeah. I've just learned that life is fleeting. It can be taken from you in a heartbeat. And just really make the most of every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the gusto with which you've jumped into this training race are awesome. And so
6: what advice do you have for other gals who want to do the same thing? Um, let's see. Right now, my biggest struggle is probably getting enough sleep and making mm-hmm. time to eat right for myself. So um, make sure that you do those. It will go a lot easier. Um, but Mm. go for it. Don't be afraid to do something that seems really scary because that's where life begins. It's like on the other side of conquering that fear and that doubt and, um, just proving it to yourself. And now's the time, you know, there's no, like no time like the present and just do it.
0: Yeah. Nice. So, so your year is far from over in mid-February. Uh, share, okay. some of race, share some your share some your race plans for the rest of twenty eighteen.
6: Um, I I am hoping to do the Eugene um, half or full and the Newport full. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Hood to Coast. Oh, those are those are
0: those are close. Those are in the same month. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then
6: I am so excited to be doing Hood to Coast this year. Uh-huh. I wanted uh-huh. to do that for many many years, and then we'll be doing um, Ragnar Northwest Passage again. And Uh I'm hoping to do the Tillamook Burn if it doesn't um, sell out. I believe that one's in April. That's another 50K, Uh which looks really beautiful.
0: Uh Well, fantastic. Well, be sure to share with us how um, the race goes in February, and we uh, will be sending you very positive vibes.
6: Well, thank you very much. And thank you for having me.
0: Oh, yeah. No, my pleasure. And I I hope our paths cross soon here in Portland.
6: (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Sarah.
0: So pretty inspiring ladies, huh, Amanda?
6: They absolutely are. I'm kind of feeling, um,
1: lazy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I also love the theme. Um, I could so relate to, you know, I make notes while people talk and, um, one thing I wrote was the theme of um, so many women needing an excuse to get out of the house. And I don't know that that is, yeah. you know, and, and they also, but another theme was have, you know, a goal is what keeps them moving. But I got to say, sometimes just having an excuse to get out of the house is enough for a reason for me to run.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't remember which, which one of the ladies it was that said it, but they said, you know, when you're doing for everyone else, it works until it doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, there is still time left to shop the Mother Runner store for holiday gifts. If um, if a Christmas tree is something in, that is in your life, so and I am standing by. Operators are standing by to fill your orders, and that is me. Um, so got lots of cute, sassy shirts, um, including some really nice. My gosh, our long sleeve tech tees are so awesome. Thumb holes, reflective hits on them. Uh one says another mother runner, the other one says I run things, so it got some sass and some humor in them. So um yeah, I'd say um, you know, place your order by Monday and um we can I will get it right out to you. The only thing holding hold me back these days is that my dog sits in my lap most of the work day <laughs> and so sometimes I see an order, I'm like, Oh, I wanna fill it, but but Augie's snapping. Anyway, but I will um put him aside and I will um, fill your order. So head over to MotherRunnerStore.com and check it all out. Again, that's MotherRunnerStore.com. Our podcast is a member of the ACAST Network, and our show today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Whatever your goal is for 2018, many happy miles.